friends, welcome to Wrestle Buddies GameSpot's wrestling podcast filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. It is our one year anniversary, and you know what that means. I'm your host, three-time Never Won an Award Award winner member, uh, Matt Elfring. Uh, with me, as always, is Dark Order member Chris Hayner, and returning champion, the third Wrestle Buddy, TV Lights, Keisha Hatchet. Keisha, how are you? Where, where, where? Brooklyn. Cool. I'm kidding. I'm excited to, to be here. Way to bring the energy. <laughs> All right, Keisha's no longer on the episode. She didn't. She didn't bring the energy. Um, Keisha, what have you been up to? What have I been up to since the last mm-hmm. Wrestle Buddy? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you should ask because I've been watching The Circle season two, which is fabulous. We were just talking about that. <laughs> I never let Chris talk. Hi, Chris. Join the Dark Order. JoinDarkOrder.com. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I guess I'm allowed to be on the hundred and the, the one year anniversary episode. The hundredth episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my I mean, listen, if we count all the minis and interviews, we gotta be getting there, right? We're we're, we're pretty close. It's uh we've been doing the show for a year. Uh Keisha, as you probably know, is the third wrestle buddy. Uh, Greg Thomas is the fourth. I did not ask him to be on the show. Uh, he's only been on one episode, so he's only been on one episode. Sorry, but Greg. We talked to him about it so much before he left us. Yeah, no, wait, he, he didn't leave us. He's he still leave here. Us. He's still at Gamespot. We one hundred percent could have gotten him for this episode. We didn't, but we got Keisha. Keisha has been Keisha. You are the most repeatingest Wrestle Buddies co-host ever. Like, do I and- get a buddies for that? Uh, I'm not going to lie. If I had known, like, so I'm <laughs> wait, hold on. Didn't Keisha win the, the, the first annual buddies for uh best guest. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ke- Keisha wins everything. Yeah. Uh, Keisha, I, I, I ordered Matt and I bootleg wrestle buddy shirts and I was going to order you one, but I didn't know what size shirt you wore. So I didn't, but if you let me know what size shirt you wear at some point, getting a wrestle buddy shirt for the now. record i'm a petite Ooh. i am child sized uh, <laughs> no, so, so should i send you some of my son's four t-shirts or <laughs> i mean if this helps i think i can get what do they call those what do they call those like they're kind of like onesies for babies jumpers is that what they're called with like the, oh. the bottom buttons you can unbutton it to like change the diaper and whatnot i think it's just a onesie is it just a onesie well tisha i can get you a little baby onesie with a wrestling no. buddies logo on it if you'd like i want a little bikini <laughs> a little tankiti we don't little... have tankitis <laughs> listen i don't know what this place that we got these from can do matt who knows can i model the tankini <laughs> please let's really turn off everyone coming to buy merch that's how we lose all of our twitter followers <laughs> Matt in a tankini. Uh, Chris, we have um, a fabulous, very classy dinner planned. Mm, we do. Uh, probably the classiest dinner of our of our year. Um, what's on the dining menu for this evening? Well, Matt, th- this is this is the big one hundo. No, I'm sorry. I keep saying this is a hu- episode 100. It's not. This is episode 52. Uh, we've been doing this for a year. Matt's going to try to correct me any second and say that it's episode 53. Well, I mean, we did release two episodes the first oh. week, so this is 53. No, we, we took released two episodes. I know, the first. but the, but one week we only released a mini, which doesn't. Count oh, that's, as a right, full that's right. That's right. It's, that's right. It's all. It's all very dumb. None of this matters. Semantics. So later in this episode, we've got a very, very, very special episode 
of uh, WrestlePiece Theater that we're going to be recording live within the podcast. It won't be live to you, but like a lot of times Matt goes and records people. And then without telling me and then secret projects and then pieces it all together in ways that confuse me. Uh, Remember Dungeon of Doom? Yeah, I I vaguely remember recording that. Remember the incredibly artistic take on the Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass promo you did? Oh, how I had six different people record that? Yes. And And none of them work at GameSpot anymore. And one of them pretended to be British. Thanks, Matt Fowler. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that's right fowler was the only era that's right eric goldman and matt fowler were on it mm-hmm. and then from yeah, the we enjoy fowler, dot 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 podcast and he pretended to be british little did he know there were two british people already in that segment <laughs> <laughs> so well yeah we'll be doing that in a little bit but first it like honestly it's been a hell of a year and we're just gonna kind of we're gonna revisit and talk about some of our favorite dumb things we've talked about over this year because matt we have covered a lot like as I went through revisiting like all the episodes we did I did not listen to them all I should note that we covered a wide range of stuff we had we had a lot of ground we covered so much ground that we are all of the grounds if that we're all all of the if this was Minecraft we would be sand dirt and water and stone and nether realm did that my minecrafting right nether rack nether rack If this was year one, we would be Pangea. If this was, uh, if this was the movie Mallrats, we would be the Easter Bunny. Am I doing this right? Yeah, we're analogying right. Chris, we started this show um, back in May. We 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 pitched it in February in person at the GameSpot. <laughs> it was office. the last thing any of us did in person before the world stopped. We pit we pitched a podcast to our boss and then a pandemic took over. So in a way, we might be responsible for COVID-19. I'm sorry. Uh, we both thought, had COVID. So like, yes, come up and, you know, I, I remember uh, I'm going to imagine Keisha was in the room with us because that yeah. makes me happier. By the room, um, do you mean the loud coffee shop we started at before we gave up and went back to the GameSpot offices? <laughs> went to a coffee shop to pitch it was too loud there it was too loud there was nowhere to sit we were all standing at a table in a corner and finally we're like what if we just went back to the office and did this in a quiet conference room but we did a thing or or i did a thing that i've done many times in the past where i'm trying to like pitch something like whether it's like a screenplay or like just some sort of creative idea Mm -hmm. is i have the one idea i want to get greenlit um surrounded by mediocre ideas so like i pit we pitched like four podcasts we but sure wrestle buddies was uh, the only one i that pitched one out. i'm still going to do which is I, there was one in there that i still want to do too uh, but this was the I'm golden gonna, one i'm going to do the cast and the furious a fast and furious podcast i don't care like i'm going to do this independently of the world it's just going to be me screaming into a microphone about dominic toretto um as we've stated probably in the past a million times the show's Mostly just about Chris and I and Keisha becoming best friends, even though Keisha's not on the show uh, as much anymore. Because um, we work for competing companies. Ooh, we're rivals now. Oh, my God. We're in a feud. We we're are in a, in a feud. We're in an old-fashioned, old-timey oh. wrestling feud. Oh, are we breaking kayfabe right now? Talking Ooh. to each other? Oh, this is like the Madison Square Garden curtain call, y'all. We had two people from IGN on before, though, too. Did we? 
I don't, well, oh, Matt Fowler and then Eric Goldman's fandom. Listen, I don't believe in uh, stupid BS feuds between websites because spoiler alert, they don't exist really. Um, uh, I, I, I disagree. I very I have, much exist. I have, I have a lot. I of, don't, I have a lot of thoughts about televisionline.com. Okay. I Do don't. you? What no, are your hot no. takes? Oh, oh, uh, oh uh, Keisha Hatchet. Keisha Hatchet <laughs> is their best writer by far. This is um, true. That's about it. That's we about have it. a lot of talented writers at tvline.com. It's true. It's true. So please visit us at tvline.com. We have at least, we have, we have go it. to tvline.com and check out some of the work Keisha's doing there. Uh, I've always liked Keisha as a writer and as a friend. So uh, go click on her stuff. And don't forget Bam. to check out gamespot.com as well. Like cross promo. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I've but before we get into like the stuff we've covered, Matt, do you remember like is it was WrestleMania the first time you met Keisha in person? In person? No, it had to have been Comic Con before that. Okay. And it was a very brief meeting. I don't remember exactly. It might have been like the WB party or something. Oh, okay. I was, was, was this the Kofi Kingston? I remember Comic Con, Kofi Kingston coming in. That was me. That was me. That was, I, I was I, gone. I, I did the Kofi interview for GameSpot, and you did the Kofi interview for uh, TV Guide, and we both got to wear the WWE title. What? It's so heavy. It's so heavy. <laughs> and Matt, this is this isn't some shop WWE.com replica nonsense. This was the belt, and it was heavy. And Kofi had the best shirt. The best New Day shirt that I'm sad that I missed out on when it was for sale where it's the it's them, but it's it's them as the cover of TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. Yes, that's a good shirt. I hate that I don't own that shirt. It drives me crazy to this day. Well, like Kofi Kingston, in my experiences of uh, being a journalism boy, uh, Kofi Kingston is the most real, like genuine, mm-hmm. nicest dude I think in WWE I've interviewed. And he's uh, always he's always he's always the goods like, yeah, uh, we've we've interviewed a bunch of wrestlers, some of them on this very show. And like there's there's lots of people who are really good at interviews. But then there's the people who are just like it's gold every single time. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I think that like the the time that the three of us hung out for like the real first time, not Comic-Con's a, a whole different beast where like. Yeah, we hung out maybe, but like you don't really hang out at Comic Con. You just prolong going to sleep. Um, yeah, Mania Mania Weekend's the first time that we all hung out at. I remember, I think it was after the Madison Square Garden like G One Supercard show. We we that, got like dinner and drinks at some mm-hmm. pub, Irish joint. Yeah, I drank a lot of Guinness. I don't remember much. Yeah, and you guys footed the bill for that. Thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. That's what, thank you, CBS Interactive. <laughs> No, I paid for that. You what? Yeah, Matt. What? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't expense it. I didn't. I couldn't expense all that because it was a lot of beer. Uh, that was a fr- that was a friendship evening. So uh, I get cats out of the bag, guys. I I bought you all beer for real. Ooh, the food was, I did expense. The Matt, food was expense. Matt was trying to ply us with. Wow, alcohol. and he didn't even buy me dinner first. <laughs> wow, no. I'm just kidding. No, wow. you get you get CBS buys the dinner back then. Also, do you guys remember the multiple times we tried to go to Buffalo Wild Wings across the street from Barclays Center? Oh, yeah. weren't we like checking the website for the hours we even physically walked up there? <laughs> oh, it was terrible. I was so mad. I think 
by the way, I'm going to throw this out there. So I am still boycotting uh, Brooklyn's Buffalo Wild Wings across in the Barclays Center. Hot garbage restaurant that wouldn't let us in. Uh, terrible. Don't but, go there. But only that one. Not only that one. Go to the other ones. But now Keisha's in L.A., not in Brooklyn anymore. Not wrestling in New York. I don't know what that means. Oh, boy. I am no longer your New York ex- uh, correspondent. I am now in no. the Los Angeles. You're still kind of our New York correspondent. You keep up to date on the stuff and the things. I do. Also, yeah. I keep getting emails from affordable housing in New York and just crying because Ooh. I could have a, an apartment right now. I mean, or less than what I'm paying. <laughs> oh, really? Anyway, that's n- this. None of this is the topic that we're here to discuss. How much? How much of this will make it into the final edit? That's the question. I mean, a shocking amount of rave talk got into last week's episode. So who knows? That was good stuff, and it was because of Steve Blackman. Stay tuned this weekend for a very special episode of Wrestle Buddies, where we talk about our favorite year one memories. Because Matt will just cut it all out to make room for this talk. Yep. Uh, create. We've we've talked about many different things over the past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from actual wrestling matches, which we don't talk about that often. We sure don't. <laughs> wrestling is lame. Why would we talk about that when we could talk about Hulk Hogan's pasta restaurant? Oh, um, can we talk about Hulk Hogan's pasta restaurant? Uh, we can, but I, I that's not where I wanted to start personally. Okay. I wanted to start with uh, honestly, I think it might have been the first thing Keisha came on to talk about on this show. Uh, efeds. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. That was on my mind too. <laughs> uh, it's it's messed up because I feel like we've we've sort of teased the possibility of launching our own eFed for so long, and we haven't. And I feel like this summer is the summer we got to change that. Like I I might try to like I might just take the bull by the horns and try to set up a small eFed that we can do. It'll be so dumb, but so good. Um. That that is a very like I will say one of my favorite things about that is we talked about it at length. And then I think the very next episode we had uh, Impact Wrestling star Brian Myers on who did wrestling figure federations. We came up with figure stuff like storylines for his toys growing up and into his teen years. And we were like, yeah, it's kind of like when like we last week we were talking about Eves. He's like, oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> it's like no but you kind of did buddy <laughs> like you just was, did it with yourself instead of other people yeah and but but his had better visuals because he had cool toys but uh yeah it efeds are i are they still a thing do we know i'm sure keisha I'm sure have you done a thing keisha i feel like you're more plugged into a uh, fan fiction culture than either of us Mm-hmm. which is not not a diss i i so like i i am fascinated by and respectful of fan fiction culture but like I don't know, like is wrestling is wrestling fan fiction still a thing? A and if you go on AO3, okay, then yes, you will find plenty of wrestling fan fiction. As far as efetting and the way that we used to do it, I think that's dead. I have gone back. No, no, no. I have gone back and like looked at old efeds and tried to Google efeds, and you can barely find results. Like the thing about them is that they existed on message boards and message boards don't really exist anymore. Okay. But have you seen this new trend where people role play as wrestlers on Twitter? Oh yeah. When they do the the Twitter, I guess that's the new evolution. Is that that kind of what EFED is now? It's just like, it's, it's like 
it's like Twitter role playing. We're like, I'm Sasha Banks, blah, blah, blah. This is my Twitter account. I'm going to beat you, Bailey. I wouldn't consider it because it's only one aspect of wrestling, whereas an EFED was the whole thing. It was the trash talking, but it was also writing out the matches and the results. And the those are the real, things. The storylines. Oh, my God. Yeah, the storylines. Story so, um, like, I wouldn't consider Twitter role playing the same thing as an EFED. Uh, I'm just going to say I typed in WWE A03 and got to the archive of our own page for WWE uh, uh, fan fiction. There is one that I'm fascinated by called World Wrestling Digidestined 2014 uh, from the and that was posted this year, this month. Uh, select wrestlers get called to the digit to the digital world for their most hazardous mission yet. I, I don't know. There's one that where there's one where it's it's about the mafia, but Roman Reigns is the mob boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there and then there's one where there are extensions of storylines. Like this one's called Dismantle Repair by Gemsies, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and the immediate aftermath of Takeover Stand and Deliver, a night that left neither man unscarred. Ooh. That's two thousand words long. I love AO3. It's beautiful let's go oh. happy happy joy joy let's happy happy joy joy for me is hulk hogan's pasta mania oh my god wrestling restaurants casinos and rides this this Matt, sounds awful uh, no. oh well here's the thing Keisha. my favorite thing to do over the past year is to find failed non-wrestling businesses owned by professional wrestling uh because there are so many they're like hulk hogan's pasta mania i don't i don't know if you heard that episode if you didn't it's okay you sh you should at least google or youtube search pasta mania it hulk hogan opened a pasta restaurant at the not even i'm sorry hulk hogan opened a pasta kiosk at the mall of america uh, at the same time nitro was launching so it like the grand opening of pasta mania was on the same day as the Nitro at the Mall of America. And they did part of the episode there where you could buy things like Hulkaroni and like a bunch of like, honestly, like Matt, am I remembering correctly that like the menu was garbage? It was like five different pastas and then five different sauces. I believe one of them was clamish. I'm uh, seeing a holster I'm, cheeseburger, a holster chicken sandwich. Oh, that's that's Hulk Hogan's Bar and Grill, which currently exists in Florida. Or it's oh, Hulk Hogan's like Seaside Bar. So I I just pulled it up. The Hulk Hogan, uh, the Pasta Mania menu. Uh, there the as Matt said, mix and match pastas where you the your pasta options were angel hair shells, nuggets, pasta nuggets. That sounds disgusting. Fettuccine Wait, hold on, and stop penny. Stop the train. Stop the uh -huh. train on the tracks. What is a pasta nugget? It does not say. I'm assuming it's just a, gl a gloop of pasta. Keisha, what's a pasta nugget? Um, It's obviously something you don't want to ingest. And that's well, all um, I can say. Unless you cover it in one of these five sauces, marinara, Alfredo, pesto, garlic and oil. And of course, the one thing you want to buy from a, a mall pasta kiosk owned by Hulk, owned by Hulk Hogan, white clam sauce, mm. Mm, fresh white clam sauce mm. in a Minnesota mall. Mm -mm. Mm. Magnifique. I love waking up, uh, getting in my best tuxedo and uh, taking my lady to the Mall of America, standing in line at Pasta Mania and getting 
just the clam sauce in a cup and just drinking that down. I will say, Matt, one of my best memories from this segment was you teaching me that pasta Mexicana is a real thing. Yes. I thought it was a horribly offensive thing that Hulk Hogan made up because it's listed under international pastas. There's an asterisk next to it. And then it's Swedish meatballs, pasta Mexicana, turkey tetrazzini, and beef stroganoff. Let's leave pasta mania with this. The little pasta maniacs menu of Hulkaroni and cheese, cheeseburger Mm. pasta, and of course, and of course, Hulkios. Whatever that is. It's just just his mustache. I'm assuming it's (laughs) SpaghettiOs, but shaped like sadness and wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, that uh, of course that was only one restaurant we tackled we can't we cannot spend this much time on all of them but like the wcw nitro bar and grill in las vegas is still the thing i am most regretful that and wwf new york are the I two places i wanted to go there so badly wwf new york the, yeah those are the two places now keisha um WWF New York looked cool, but the thing that worked against it in my mind is it didn't have a themed menu. Like you couldn't buy like the you couldn't buy like the the Stone Cold Steve Austin chicken wings or whatever. I remember when we did the WWF New York episode, Matt and I riffed legit at least sixty different menu items that should have been on there. All A pluses now. But the WCW Nitro Bar and Grill is an entirely different story. It was in Las Vegas and everything was themed to a wrestler. This was the only place on this planet that you could buy. And I'm serious. The Gold Burger. Like the Gold Burger is a perfect food. Yeah. Um, The Half Nelson and Kickin' Chicken. I don't even know what that is. I mean, it's chicken. The Bodybuilder. (laughs) Matt, you remember this? because. WCW Nitro Bar and Grill was where the big boys eat. So oh, that's, that's right. There that's were right, certain menu right. items that were listed as big boys favorite. Was it wasn't one of them just like two pieces of grilled chicken breast and like white rice and that was it? No, look at it's called the bodybuilder. Two grilled chicken breasts and two baked potatoes. Plain. That's right. That's right. That was plain. The carbs. Not loaded. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just plain baked potatoes. Then they had like suplex seafood power plant pasta where you get jimmy hart's pasta you know jimmy hart uh power plant graduate jimmy hart uh the thunder burger the sting burger the ddb diamond dallas burger and of course the gold burger which was a double decker uh two half pound patties topped with cheddar cheese and monterey jack this sounds delicious i want to go eat there right now well let's get in a time machine well here's the thing like, yes, the like legit the menu, like the Havoc chicken sandwich and the Crippler cross-faced cheesesteak. Oh, jeez, Crippler cross <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, 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 but I'm still down. Also, uh, they had, they had uh, freaking, first of all, they offered, they had a steak menu. So you could get a Booker T-bone, which is great. And they, you could also get the, the broken rib black eye, ribeye steak. But broken they, they, rib black eye yeah it's like what if what if we named our steak after horrible injuries but of course there was also the like alcoholic drinks that were themed you could get the bashed at the beach bashed, like, bashed at the beach which was uh, a midori it sounds like a midori sour but like the beauty of wcw nitro grill bar and grill is that it also was incredibly well themed inside they had 
sections of the dining room that were made to look like themed after different WCW pay-per-views. There was like a bash at the beach section of the dining room that you could sit in. That was like, you're sitting on the beach. It's fantastic. It's sad that this doesn't exist. And honestly, I need NBC universal to buy WWE so we can get this sort of stuff now. Moving on, there's a lot of stuff on here that we will not be able to get to because some of us have meetings in half an hour. I believe that's Chris and I. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we forced Keisha to come on and talk about sexy wrestlers at one point as mm. well. Um, after so a difficult. One, one note joke I made from a week prior of uh, uh, Wrestle Buddies after dark. After dark. Keisha. Do you remember who you listed? Do you remember the most surprising person listed on your sexy wrestlers list to me? Was it Masked Kane? <laughs> oh my God. I forgot <laughs> Masked Kane was on the list. Oh my God. Do you remember why you found Masked Kane sexy? It was the eyes. The different was colored the eyes. eyes. <laughs> the mystery. We, uh, my God. Matt, how did we not have Ke Keisha back to talk about Katie Vick a few weeks ago? Um, oh because we didn't think of it. Oh God. No, uh -huh. Ke no, Keisha, you you had Brian Hebner, or son of Earl Hebner. Bizzle Hebnizzle. Bizzle he oh my god, okay. If you're mm -hmm. nasty, just saying. <laughs> Do you know what he's up to now? Like, is he still refereeing somewhere? I'm pretty sure, didn't he go to AEW? No. AEW Here, let me, I'm, I'm looking him up there, right they? now. What is my boo up to? Well, from this photo, he's extremely fit. Oh, so, oh, okay. So, see, oh, I like to think that now he's aspiring to be what you said about him on the podcast. He heard the episode. He's like, I gotta, I gotta get fit for Keisha. And he got super <laughs> into like getting swole and posting like, I'm assuming like selfies of his muscles on Instagram. <laughs> it's just, a, it's like, this is a close up of my trap. This Click. feels like a midlife crisis, but I appreciate him for like, do you boo? There we got an update. To you, what I will say, crush is up to. I will say, Keisha, you picked the most relevant wrestling crush because he's still involved in the business. I believe I picked Rick Rude. Well, we talked about Rick Rude at length in that episode. We also talked about Shawn Michaels. I talked about the world's Prince largest. Ikea. I talked about the world's largest love machine, Viscera. Prince Iakea. Prince Iakea, the artist. I'm sorry, the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. Yeah. Uh, Keisha, I'm going to be honest. The real reason I was excited to have you back is because my it's it's a top two or three for me in terms of segments, and I feel like it was the the it was the topic you were born to come on here and talk about. It's the time Vader was on Boy Meets World, <laughs> and the time <laughs> Mankind was on Boy Meets World. The wrestling influence on Boy Meets World was so wonderful, and it makes loved, me so happy. Yes, I loved both episodes. They handled, first of all, Boy Meets World took Vader and not only made him just a one-shot thing, he made mm. him into an entire storyline about fathers and sons, which I yeah, appreciate. because he was Frankie's dad. Yeah. You know, what, you know what I never understood about that, though? Vader played Vader in the show. He was still he was he was Frankie's dad, but he was still wrestling superstar Vader. Yeah, he wasn't Leon White. Right. No, he was like Leon Stacchino or so, whatever yeah, Frankie's last yeah. name was. Why did they live in that trailer park if he's a rich professional wrestler? Because wrestlers don't get paid. 
or it's because uh, they're uh, he's a working class man of means who doesn't feel like he needs to show off everything he has. He likes to save his Matt, money. He used to carry a giant metal helmet that smoked and sparked to the ring. That was in New Japan. He did not buy that. He also did that in WCW, Matt. And I, I guarantee it. you he owned one of those. He had to have. There's a difference if, between owned and purchased. If you if you are a professional wrestler and you're stuck with a gimmick of carrying a crazy ass helmet to the ring that like it becomes so insanely synonymous with you. Like, are you not going to buy one? Just to be like, Look, I own it. Let's take a photo with it. But I guess he could charge people for the photo. And like, so he makes the money back on the helmet. Possibly. All right. Right. Maybe he just maybe they just really liked the trailer park aesthetic and wanted to be closer to Sean Hunter. I get that. Of all the people on that show, I'd want to like live near. I think Sean is at the top of the list. He's Sean's a dreamboat. Or Feeney. Sean or Feeney. If I could if I could build a like a neighborhood with just me, Sean, and Feeney, that'd be pretty cool. Can I come? Mm, we'll talk. Um this past year. We've had some interesting guests. Um, You're talking about, I'm assuming, Sunny Kiss, Johnny Gargano. No, I'm talking about um, people that come on that we don't typically invite. Oh, God. Um, Are you uh, subtweeting me? Yeah. No, we um, invite you all the time. <laughs> like, you're the one we do want. No, I know who I know who Matt's talking yeah. about, and I do, I I'm annoyed that we're dedicating a piece of our celebratory episode to the mm. freaking SmackDown hacker, a person I hate, a person uh, I wish would not come on the show, and a person who is trying to use this show to catapult to fame via like an Applejack's endorsement deal for some reason, and also a person that I'm the one who always gets stuck interviewing him because Matt doesn't want to talk to him. It's not that I don't want to talk. He hacks my camera and my microphone. Um, Keisha, SmackDown hacker is the true hacker of SmackDown and WWE canon. Uh, Mustafa Ali apparently uh, allegedly uh, took credit for it. And SmackDown hacker is very upset. So he came to our show to clear his name and then to get key to be a bodyguard for the singer Kesha. And then or WWE, became, he kind of went back and forth. Yeah. He has no his, his son experience. was on at one time. Oh, God. And his son just talked about Legos and tents. And now it's, he's uh, got a job with Apple Jacks supporting them. No, 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 know. he doesn't, Matt. He, he does not. Apple Allegedly, does not he, he, and he, he does add reads for for Apple Jacks. God, I I hate him. Let's move on please we also have prediction bot prediction bots much better prediction uh, bots great matt invented an artificial intelligence that is like has a lot of lust for colin firth it's so much keisha i think you would actually appreciate this artificial intelligence's lust for colin firth it's so like i do appreciate this because i too have lust for colin firth so Oh, wow. You guys could be friends. I mean, we should like at some point we'll have to have you back to have a, a chat with Prediction Bot about Colin Firth. Like I, I would listen to that entire yeah. segment, to be completely honest with you. But hot take. He's not my favorite Darcy. Uh Oh, wait. Oh, hello, Keisha. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> you want to chat about Colin Firth? M-E-O-W. M-E-O-W. <laughs> meow? 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 Did he spell meow? Are you flirting? That's what is aid. That is what is aid? I think... What is what? 
Prediction bot's drunk. Are you okay? Are you okay, sexy Colin Firth? Glum, glum, glum. Oh no, he's drinking. <laughs> oh, he's boy. on the bottle. Matt, turn off Prediction Bot's microphone. This is this is out of control. Bye bye, Sassus. What? Okay. Bye bye. What? What? Sassus? I don't. I do not know. Is he trying Sassus? to use Gen Z slang? I. Prediction Bot is a weird. I love Prediction Bot. He's his predictions are. I'm sorry. It. I keep saying it. Its predictions are yeah, always don't gender wrong. Prediction Bot. Yeah, we got to stop that. Uh, it's, I think it's because it has like what I perceive as a male voice. So I keep saying yeah. he apologies prediction bot. Uh, it's predictions are never right. They're always super wrong. And then it always talks about Colin Firth's naked body. I do not know what is going on, but I love prediction bot. You know what else I love, Matt? What? Typical wrestling podcast. Oh, Keisha was the first part. You were Keisha. You were the uh, <laughs> you're on the, the episode that invented typical wrestling. You're the podcast. birth of typical wrestling podcast. I don't even know if you know what that means, but you were yeah. there. <laughs> the whole bit was built and characters were built around you making a bad joke that kept going. Welcome to the typical wrestling podcast. We hate wrestling. It sucks. Uh, it's a good thing we have Bobby, Bobby Lashley as a champion. We need more body guys at the top of the card. <laughs> Give me those beefy, sweaty boys. I don't care about skinny indie wrestlers. Uh, Braun Strowman for King of the World. More Randy Orton matches. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Pu- 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 puppies. Puppies. Welcome back, Eva Marie. <laughs> Eva, like I, we're not talking about timely stuff here, but I'm fascinated by the fact that Eva Marie is back, and I like I'm intrigued to see like how much wrestling she's picked up in her time away. All right, everything. And that's one thing I appreciate about Lana BT Dubs. I like that Lana is actually learning and improving every time she gets in the ring. Thank you for saying that. Actually, hell yeah, I was thinking that the other day that like Lana went from. Uh, like Mrs. Rusev to someone who like I was annoyed with because she could not hold up her end in the ring at all. And in the last in like we've talked before about the few like wrestlers who have really thrived in the quarantine era. Like Lana has done so much training and become so good in the ring. And I'm I'm I wish she wasn't just like also a part of Naomi's gimmick. I wish she no. I wish they would kind of set her up with her own gimmick and let Naomi be Naomi. But like I'm like watching her in the ring is actually fun now. And I'm I'm super I'm super into it. Yeah. And also I'll take anything that gets Naomi back on television. Yeah. And I think what happens here with Na- pairing her with Naomi means that she gets firsthand training every single day mm-hmm. and she'll probably get even better at a quicker rate because she's paired with the best athlete that is Naomi. And I believe uh, she's also training very regularly with Natalia and TJ Tyson kid, TJ Wilson, TJ Wilson. Yeah. TJ, yeah. So, so like yeah. I'm into it. Like I'm, I am pro. I feel like once Rusev left, everyone thought Lana would just be kind of thrown off to the side until her deal was done. But like, no, she's she's never been better now. So, like, I'm super down. Yeah. And it keeps Naomi on TV. So hopefully that will allow them to think, keep her in mind for other stories and really give her the push she's deserved for so many years. Remember when Naomi was one of the best SmackDown Women's Champions ever? I do. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then they took the belt away very quickly. 
Uh, we've done a bunch of interviews over the years. Uh, over the years. We've been doing like this sometimes. since 1850. Um, we've uh, talked to Sonny Kiss, uh, Ring of Honor referee Todd Sinclair about refereeing, and I asked him, how do you whisper to people? Um, we talked to Johnny Gargano about wheels for a while. Yeah. Like for that one, for that hot second where Johnny likes wheels. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Can we interview him? Again? And then we, t- and then I think I'm, I forced us to talk to him about Disneyland in the end. Like we've talked about a lot of weird wild stuff. Keisha, I'm so happy that you have been here to be part of a, like, honestly, I, my favorite parts of it. I like, I'll never get over talking about efeds. I want to talk about efeds and go through yeah. efed history with people all the time. And uh, like legit, you two are the only two people I know that I can be like, Oh, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Why I think this is so important. You're it. Um, but yeah, it's been a cool year and we have a lot of dumb stuff on tap for the year to come. Inclu- oh, it. and I'll email you guys. I found some of my old role play layouts. <gasps> I have one of Pamela Paul shock. I have a bunch of <gasps> Pamela Paul shock and Tiffany oh. Evans was her sidekick. Tiffany Evans was a fictional character whose face was Jenny McCarthy. Yes, please, <laughs> please send these Chris. Um, Keisha, thank you for a year. Wait, Matt, of, this you, is so wait, weird. Wait, wait, what? Matt, do, do you hear that? What? <gasps> Oh no, guys, it's Gangrel Watch! It's Gangrel Watch! Your update on what vampire warrior Gangrel is up to. Featuring the two-time Slammy Award-winning anchor team of Chris Hayner and Matt Elfring. Also featuring Bonsai Billy with this week's sporting update. It's Gangrel Watch time with maybe the most important Gangrel update ever. And this does not come from Twitter, Matt, so there are zero hashtags. But you guys, I don't know if you caught this this past weekend. Gangrel, vampire warrior, professional wrestler, got engaged. Gangrel got engaged at Yankee Stadium on Mother's Day. Yay. Oh, good for him. Uh, he's marrying uh, his girlfriend, Susan Nelson. They like the the ring is freaking big. It is a big ass rock that he put on this woman's. What finger. color is the ring, though? Is it red? Is it black? Is it? it, it I will say I like, no, it, 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 it's just it's a it's it's a it's a, a normal uh, engagement ring that but like it looks amazing. They like they seem very happy. Um uh, yeah, so our our insane, huge, super duper congrats to Gangrel, uh, our obviously our personal king of the world, uh, and also he got to go to a, a Yankees game, and also uh, it looks like they were wearing masks for most of the time, and also like I, and I'm as I'm looking at it, like I'm into how not full Yankee Stadium looks in <laughs> in in the photos. But yeah, so our our major congrats to Gangrel and to Susan, Mrs. Gangrel Nelson, who like I'm assuming they'll live a very happy. Um, first of all, I'm assuming he has to embrace her into the vampire life. He'll have to. Like, yes, they'll have to drink her blood, feed her some of his blood, and then they'll live eternally and they'll they'll be up at night and sleep. during the day. It's a whole thing. Uh, but think um, Breaking Dawn Part One. I can't. I have not seen that. 
It's the fourth Twilight film. Is that the one where like they have to like eat the baby out of her stomach or whatever? Or, no, like, that's Breaking two... Dawn Part Two. Part okay. One is when she gets pregnant. Oh, they're on their honeymoon. Is it like crazy aggressive vampire sex? He destroys the bed. Of course he does. <laughs> course he does honestly being a vampire sounds like a very expensive lifestyle in that case i've i've never seen a, uh one of the twilight movies however i have watched the 50 shades movies multiple times because they are the funniest thing in the world and they have a great soundtrack yeah it's true it's very true anyway that, that was gangrel watch we did it guys we oh, did that, it, oh, oh watch. I, as, as a ps uh the next day green girl posted a photo of him and jason jordan and said it was great to finally meet Jason Jordan. Oh, that's nice. I like Jason yeah. Jordan. Jason Jordan came down to GWA Gang Girls Wrestling Asylum and they had they took a little photo. Kurt Angle's nice. son, remember that? It's <laughs> it's true. It's damn true. Oh, anyway, that's Gang Girl Watch. Welcome to WrestlePiece Theater, where we reenact classic wrestling segments and promos throughout the years. On today's episode, we go back to the 80s to Saturday night's main event in WWF, where two men have come together to form a mega power. TV Line's Keisha Hatchett will be playing Mean Gene Okerlund. The fabulous Mike Rougeau will be playing Hulk the Hulkster Hogan. And Dark Order member Chris E. Hayner will be playing the Macho Man, Randy Savage. We now go live backstage to a really classy interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a taste of it a little earlier here on Saturday night's main event. When the madness, the mania, I am talking about Macho Madness and Hulkamania, two mega powers being brought here tonight. Hulk Hogan, what is happening? Yo, Mean Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here, man, and I'm just kind of a little worried about washing up here because we just might blow the whole planet up, you know? Everybody knows that Hulkamania is the strongest force in the universe, but when I hit that ring and I saw what the madness was all about, I realized there was a whole other universe out there, a whole other frontier in the power of the madness in the mania just blew my 24-inch guns out, man. You mean to <laughs> there is another solar system, Macho Man? Oh, Hulk's in a state of shock right now. In fact, I don't think he'll be coming down for a long period of time. Yeah, reckless abandonment when it used to be what it used to be. But Elizabeth opened up my eyes and the big man, the big man right here, yeah. You forced Macho Man this, and he gave me direction, yeah. The direction now with the mega, yeah. The mega, yeah. The mega power, yeah. The mega power. I feel the power now. The power right there, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you've been hit over the head, Macho Man. Oh, I'm all right, man. Bob, I've never been better. Yeah. Don't you worry about the hit over the head, man. I'm just worried about what we're going from here. Isn't this stratosphere, man? 
Is it the ionosphere with the madness and the mania? As one guiding force, we could go ahead and take the whole WWF. I cannot believe. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna go to the ring and we're gonna beat them up. Yeah. What am I supposed to say here? <laughs> oh yeah. Am I supposed to say something specific or just talk about oh, Tonight's main event, <laughs> the mega powers. <laughs> the mega powers, the macho man, Randy Savage, and the heavyweight champion. Oh, and, and Hulk, what? And Hulkamania? Hulkamania. I was Mean Gene Okerlund until this segment started. I came in expecting to be Macho Man Randy Savage. That's what yeah, I prepped you know, for. maybe sometimes <laughs> I forget I? to switch people. You were you were Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you were Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Right? Yeah, that's what I thought. And what a Hulk Hogan you were. Ooh. A fantastic. Right? Some of it was like I was in no, the middle of Mike, it's gobbledygook. Yeah, was no, like, this doesn't make sense. None of it does. <laughs> Welcome to 80s pro wrestling. Wait, when I hit that ring and I saw what the madness was all about, I realized there was a whole nother universe out there, a whole nother frontier in the power of the madness in the mania just blew my guns out. What? Yeah. <laughs> did I read that correctly? You yes, sure you did. did. That I is... had to transcribe that line 40 times. Yep. That is a quote of Terry Hulk Hogan Bolea. All right. Was I supposed to say anything? I realized at the end it just says we talk loudly. You're fine. It's All fine. Right. You're fine. It hey, that's going um, to bring us to the end of this episode. Happy one year anniversary. Keisha, what do you have to promote for us? Um, hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> Hi.com. I, I, <laughs> I have nothing to promote other than being on this show <laughs> hey make sure to check out keisha stuff on tv line bam tv line.com oh yeah and my socials at keisha mays on twitter and instagram there you go that's right we did it uh we will see you guys uh wow, next... mike do you have anything to promote? oh wait, mike's still here I, I be here still <laughs> yes be here. I mean, we're, we're just wrapping up oh great what do you uh, have to promote well, mike mike gamespot.com that's where i work uh -huh. and uh my twitter is rogue cheddar i mostly tweet about minecraft also, yeah, if you're one of Mike or I's friends, come check out the Minecraft Escape Room he built. <laughs> Thanks for that plug. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Chris, any final words? Robocop, ooh, yeah. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or... Find us over on Twitter at Russell Buddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.